the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. It's called Bias by Omission. Yep, and I saw a perfect example of it today. At around 3 o'clock this afternoon, I had Fox on. They had live coverage of a funeral for Ariana Preston. It was an impressive sight. Hundreds of cops in uniform uh, saluting as her casket was removed from the hearse. She was the Chicago cop who was shot and killed back on May 6th during an armed robbery. I believe it was in front of her house in the Avalon Park neighborhood out there. A really sad story. She was still in her uniform uh, after completing her shift. She was coming home at about 1 o'clock in the morning. I think they were trying to, uh, they tried to carjack her. Uh, but, and the four teenage kids, and she fought back. And the four teenage kids were charged with first-degree murder and a bunch of other felony charges in the case. And she was one of the six victims they had that night. She was the only one killed. Uh, But if the four kids who had killed her had been white instead of black, Fox would not have been the only network covering that story. You can be pretty sure of that. So I just decided as I was watching it to check CNN and MSNBC to see if they were covering it. Nope. MSNBC was doing another story on George Santos, the idiot congressman from New York. I don't know, something about him deciding to run again. Whatever. It's a story that makes Republicans look bad, so they went with that. And that's and I don't know what CNN did, but th- that's what makes this a perfect example. It wasn't a political story. It was just a story and a terrible one because a young woman died. And it was a story made for TV with a sea of blue uniforms. And it was a spectacular sight, a sad sight, obviously. And CNN and MSNBC ignored it. Now, Fox is the network that's called faux news by so many people, uh, mostly liberals. And now the liberals are calling it an entertainment channel. But that's because of Tucker Carlson. Remember him and the other opinion shows. But this was Fox News Channel covering the news and CNN and MSNBC ignoring the news. It wasn't worth their time because it didn't promote their narrative. That's bias and it stinks and it's not going to change anytime soon. Speaking of the media, uh, movies are part of the media and Christian Toto of HollywoodInToto.com We'll be here when we come back to talk about how bad Hollywood is looking since the Durham report came out. And speaking of bias, in our second half hour, Robert Bork Jr. will be here to talk about the media's attacks on Clarence Thomas. Stick around. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try to make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? This is Beth Andrews from Networth Advisors. I believe the same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go to one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Networth Advisors was started. I wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. We're more than just convenient. We're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with the Networth Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 800 800- 426-1428. That's 800-426-1428. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Networth Advisors, 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services but does not provide legal advice. Networth Advisors, LLC, is a registered investment advisor. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. 
That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest-rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. It's no secret that this economy is taking its toll on us. But I've got some important news that could really help. If you're facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt, you need to know that you may not be required to pay it all back. There are special programs that can significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This isn't bankruptcy or a high-interest debt consolidation loan. These are programs that credit card companies don't want you to know about. Ones that offer Americans struggling with overwhelming credit card debt savings and real debt relief faster than thought possible. Accredited Debt Relief has a special hotline to learn all about these programs and what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualified consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now for this free information. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800 786 2300. Hey, are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. This is John Stagerwald. Mike didn't just stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream bed sheets made from the world's best cotton called Giza. These sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98. These sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Podcast Square, and use promo code STAG at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-716-8087 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code STAG. Remember, this sale won't last forever, so don't miss out. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So the Democrats and their friends in the media can ignore it or diminish it all they want, but anybody with a brain knows that the Durham report proved that Donald Trump was right, he was the victim of a major hoax, and the media helped promote it, and so did Hollywood. Christian Toto of HollywoodInToto.com joins us now. Christian, thanks for coming on again. Oh, my pleasure. So Hollywood loves to make movies about conservatives and Republicans, uh, and what we learned about this hoax would, uh, would make a great movie with a great uh, easy title, Crossfire Hurricane. What are the chances of that ever happening? Uh, it, it's not. It's not going to be happening from mainstream Hollywood. You might have some independent filmmakers who try to tackle it, maybe even just like a Blaze TV or the Daily Wire. Both those organizations are getting into the movie business. seems like a perfect match. And like you said, there's a great story. It's a tragedy, really. Uh, but, you know, Hollywood won't touch that for an, an example, in, in part because they're the bad guys. They're part of the bad guys. Blame the FBI. Blame the media for sure. But Hollywood perpetuated this situation for years and years. And you just have to look at late night TV where they had all sorts of yuck yucks about Trump and Putin and, and Russia. And uh, Stephen Colbert mentioned one particular slam against Trump that I can't even mention on air. It was so crude. And, you know, you would think I'd be curious to see what they had to say about the situation now. But there is a writer's strike. The late night shows have all gone dark. It's all on repeat. So we can't get any fresh insights from those comedians. But what would they say? They might either ignore it or laugh it off. But. They misled the public, and maybe it wasn't all their fault. They were following the media landscape, but certainly they were partly responsible for spreading all these lies. Yeah, and they count as Hollywood, don't they? Because the- they certainly do. I mean, yeah. part and parcel of Hollywood. They are, you know, ABC, CBS, all the different platforms, HBO. This is this is a key cog in the uh, entertainment ecosystem, and they had a uh, they had a. Uh, they had to run for quite some time. And, you know, over the years, there's been, you know, more evidence stripping out that, hey, 
this was all nonsense, but they didn't really apologize. And they kind of still mentioned the Trump-Russia connection as if it's so almost like they were playing their greatest hits. But you would think they would have some real soul searching to do. But I, I suspect even at home, even out of work, even waiting for the writers to go back to work, I don't think they care. No, I, I don't think they care. And I'm uh, uh, just it's evidenced by what you see on CNN and MSNBC. Um, they both um, spent the night when the Durham report came out just trashing uh, the report and either saying it was well the, CNN had uh, McCabe on who's the deputy assistant uh, FBI director or, or assistant FBI director and he said uh, oh no it was the, uh, the he's wrong Durham is wrong <laughs> so that so I don't think you're going to get it from Hollywood either but you you wrote, wrote on your website that there was a movie made about Donald Trump for Showtime but um he wasn't the hero in that one was he no, it was based on James Comey's book, and it was called The Comey Rule. It came out in 2020, and, you know, it, it glorified James Comey and the FBI, and it made Trump look like he was colluding with Russia. That was the narrative. That was the, the thinking at the time. And while we've learned a lot since then, not even just the Durham report, but other revelations as well, that was made after the Mueller report came out. So we knew the general thesis there had some pretty sizable holes in it, and the production went on as if, There was no Mueller report. There was no investigation. There was no poking and prodding into what was going on and coming up with a lot of question marks, if if no answers at all. And it's amazing. I mean, that, you know, when it came out, the critics just either cheered it on or critiqued it in a traditional fashion, which is fine. But you think that some of them should have said, hey, wait a minute. Is this true? Is this what really happened? You know, we don't know. So, but, you know, the Comey rule came out and no one's going to yank it off any platforms. It shouldn't be yanked off. It's a it's a part of history, but it just it's fascinating how they went with the narrative. It was completely false and there's no there are no repercussions. In fact, the person behind that movie, that that uh, two part miniseries, he's doing one about the uh, the Capitol riots. And <laughs> you think he's going to play it fair and balanced or is he going to lie again? I, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I suspect it'll be more mistruths. Yeah. And uh, James Comey has made a few bucks out of this then. He had to if they based it on his book, he got some money for it. Right. Absolutely, yeah. That's a, that was the source material. I'm sure they reached out to other, uh, uh, other um, facts allegedly to kind of flesh out the story. But that was the main thesis. It was it was based on that book, and, and it's, it's just the way Hollywood goes. I mean, listen, Hollywood is fiction. We mm-hmm. we we yeah. hold the media to a higher standard. But boy, you know, if you're going to make movies that are based on history, especially recent history, you got to get your facts right, and they didn't. Yeah, and I I made a good uh, I I made a good effort to not to fail to miss it. So I, I didn't I'm not, I wasn't going to watch that movie because because um, I know that that's what I'm going to get. And and even if they do a really good job on it, <clears throat> and even if I were not doing this show every day and and uh, had the misfortune of knowing all the details on this, <laughs> uh, I. You know, even even with that being the case, I just I, I couldn't trust. I, I can't trust. Uh, I, I don't trust a lot of movies that are supposed to be uh, a true story. Uh, but I, I would never watch a movie like that thinking I was going to get get the straight story. Who would? Yeah, I think you get two different versions of this. You get the well, it's based on a true story, but they change some elements to make it more dramatically interesting. And I think that's a that's a fair creative license moment. The the movie Air. I think I think you tipped me off the fact yep, that yep. it's it's both a very good movie and both, they made a lot of stuff up. But, Total you know, BS. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, listen, I get that they're trying to make a more interesting presentation, but if you're doing a historical drama and there are you know real life politicians still in play, and then you make stuff up, I think that's a very different story. And I, I think those are two different situations, but. That's the way it goes. You know, that's and another thing is a lot of the celebrities who've been railing against Trump and Russia and making that connection. They put out a video a couple of years ago that was after the Mueller report saying, never mind. It really did show the collusion that we were looking at. And that was Martin Sheen. I think Rob Reiner might have been a part of that. Maybe Lawrence Fishburne. I have to double check that. But there's some pretty prominent faces in there basically saying, never mind what you read about the Mueller report. It really did happen. I wonder what they're saying today. We're talking to Christian Toto of HollywoodandToto.com. So, uh, as I said, Crossfire Hurricane is a perfect um, title for the movie, and HBO could do it based on the you know a movie about the Durham report. Um, what I've always uh, I, what I wonder about, and I was around, I was out selling cable TV door to door and selling HBO to people when all it was was uh, you know four or five different movies a month. That's all you got. 
and they weren't doing any of their own stuff, very little of their own stuff. But anyway, um, why does HBO think that, that that the 71 million people who voted for Donald Trump and who have been watching this and following this, why do they not think that they would be a good audience for a movie that would tell the story straight? That's a, It's a great story. It's got every element you need for drama, you know, and why wouldn't they why wouldn't they think that would be a good idea? Well, I think you and I have spoken about this before, but it, it, it bears repeating. They would rather lose money or lose a potentially fascinating subject than spread a narrative, spread a story that doesn't look good to their side of the aisle. They are mostly progressives. And this makes the progressive left look bad. The media and the government. I mean, these aren't. We're not conservatives. Weren't stumbling and bumbling and, and you know making up stories in the crossfire hurricane situation. These are people. It's either deep state or the media, and the media leans left for sure. So they don't. They don't like the people who come off as villains, and, and therefore they're not going to make this story. And what they should do is they should have more diversity behind the scenes. There should be people at HBO saying, listen. We may not like the results here, but this is a heck of a story, and I, I think it would draw a lot of eyeballs and maybe, maybe be controversial. But this is what we do here. We tell good stories. We tell compelling stories, and this one's one you can't ignore. But there's no one who would either say that or even, or even raise their hand in that, in that meeting because you know the response would be just please be quiet, if, if not worse. Yeah, that's, what I, that's what I guess I don't get. Um, you said they're in it to make money. Everybody's in everything to make money. That's how it makes, it makes the world go round. I, I, uh, I don't understand um, how uh, – are there stockholders? I mean, there, don't there have to be – there have to be people who are responsible to people above them for the purpose of making money. That's what we do. That's that's why I'm here. The Salem makes money because that's – how do you just go against that grain and say, yeah, we could make a lot of money with that, but I don't want to do that story. I don't know I don't know how that works. That's Well, I think it's what – this is the kind of work that I cover for a living, and obviously you do as well. Yeah. So I think we know the layers, the nuance, and I'm not picking on other people. Just, this is just the work we do. You know, I, yeah. If I went and got my, my car fixed, I couldn't begin to think about what's going on behind the, right. under the hood. Right. But the guy or gal there is going to know it. it. So it's just I think the average person doesn't make these connections. Mm-hmm. And I think the average stockholder is not making these connections either. They're saying, gosh, there's great stories being ignored. I own HBO stock or Warner Brothers Discovery, I guess you could be more specific. Why aren't they doing that? So I think there's a lot of different – jumps to get to that answer and i don't think most people are doing that but you're right i mean this this is a fascinating story it's got oh my gosh how many how many wonderful elements you've got conspiracies you've got you know crazy characters you've got trump you've got all these things going on that would make for just a rip-roaring yarn and it would be true yeah it'd be accurate hopefully yeah and there are literally thousands of screenwriters out there who, if you told them you wanted them to do this movie, they could have it done in about a week and a half. They could have it written because it writes itself. If you, if a Daily Wire sent out a message, an SOS to all the screenwriters and said, please, this is our project. We want to make this movie. I guarantee most, the vast, vast majority wouldn't go there, even though it's a gig, because they know if their name is attached to this. Oh, boy. There's going to be trouble in Hollywood the next time they they show up and they try to get some work. They'll They'll be... They'll be put in a category which is none too pleasant. So that's that's part of this too. Yeah. So you'd it's, have to. It's not conspiracy. It's, I, I cover the stuff every day. It's, it's the way the system works. Oh wow! I never thought about that. Yeah. You 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 might make a nice buck for it and then never be heard from again. <laughs> that's right. You know, Greg Gutfeld said recently that he has trouble getting guests on the show at times because mm-hmm. the PR people say I can't put my guest on your show. It's your show. It's Fox. But Gutfeld is up at the top of the ratings. You think you'd yeah. want your 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 uh, client on that show, but no, it's not that simple. That's wow. just the way the landscape works. Amazing. I, I I also didn't fail to miss Agents of Chaos. What was that about? I didn't even know that was out there. You wrote about it on your site today. Yeah, you know that one. I wasn't aware of as much. I did a little googling uh, when I was writing the story. That was a documentary series that looked at some of the same issues we're talking about as far as the Russian collusion situation. And that was done by Alex Gibney, who's a very talented filmmaker. He's a, he's a uh, mostly a documentary filmmaker. And I think he's won an Oscar along the way. And he was a, a guiding light behind it. And that was a multi-part series. And I just took a peek at some of the information. And again, it was like they didn't know what the Durham report said because it was made a year or two ago. But again, looking at it now, it's not true. It's, you know, maybe they should make Agents of Chaos 2 
the real story and go back and re-interview those guests if they can get them because I think, I think they'd have a, a lot of different things to say if they were allowed to speak or if they were willing to speak. Is that so? So um, it was a documentary and not a not a drama. Yeah, it was a documentary series, multi-part, I believe. It was HBO. Okay. Um, now I'm looking at your website here, and I see a big headline that says, "Is this why cancel culture?" This is off the subject, obviously. Is this why cancel culture is finally coming for Howard Stern? What's that all about? Well, listen, I listened to Howard Stern for years and years, and he did a lot of salacious stuff. That's why he was famous. That's why people hated him. Mm-hmm. And he would have strippers come in, and he would ogle them and say inappropriate questions. It's what he did, and he did it for decades. Now he's not doing that anymore. He's older. He's wiser. He's almost 70. It, it's not appropriate, and it's a, it's a very different world that we're living in right now. And you could agree or disagree, whatever. Anyway, so now they're resurfacing some of his more tawdry interviews on TikTok, and the media is picking it up as if – Oh, my gosh, look what Howard Stern once said. Well, everyone knows that, that he did that for years. They made a movie about it in 97. Good movie, right now, too. Why resurface it? <laughs> yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, he even joked about playing himself, and even you know he was playing a younger version of himself. Yeah. But the bottom line is that why now? Well, he's been talking about the town hall with Trump and saying it was a good thing to do. Uh, maybe that's it. He's you know speaking up for free speech, which he used to do a lot and not so much lately. Why now? Why revisit that now? It's a good question, and I think my story has some of the potential answers. Yeah, I, I um, uh, he was always a basically um, a frat boy on the radio, and he he made it by he discovered that instead of trying to be someone else, he just decided to be himself and eliminate his filter. That's that's yeah. what made him that's what made him so popular, but. He also, um, I don't think he spent a lot of time on politics. I don't know, I stopped listening to him a long time ago, but I'm guessing that he, um, people would not know what his politics were 20 years ago. He was a little bit all over the map. He would be to the left, he'd be to the right, he'd be very pro-Second Amendment, he'd be very anti uh, the moral majority, uh, you know, they were they would come down harshly on him for what he said on the radio. So he was tough to pigeonhole. But in recent years, he's admitted he's a huge MSNBC fan, and he loathes Donald Trump as a political figure. So he's really kind of leaned to the left. And again, he he'll throw some curveballs now and then. But that's where he is. It's not a it's not a main part of his show. But it, it's hard to avoid when you're on the air as much as he is. But uh, I, I think his leaning to the left aggressively, so in a way, has protected him against all these old bits yeah. resurfacing, because that's yeah. what happens. You know, the, the people who want to get outraged, they go back in the Wayback Machine, they find some stuff, and they say, hey, why did you say that 20 years ago? Well, 20 years ago, it was a different climate. That's what he was known for. He was being outrageous. And, you know, honestly, if you were a woman and you didn't want that treatment, I, I wouldn't go in a studio. Right. You, know, you knew he was going to ask those tough, really crude right. questions. It's, it's what he did. And you could hate that or love that or go in between, but... That was his brand, and, and for him to now have to suffer for it, it is bizarre. So it's interesting that they bring it up now. Well, we're talking to uh, Christian Toto of HollywoodandToto.com. And by the way, uh, Christian comes at the movie business with a conservative perspective, which makes him pretty unique out there in Hollywood. Uh, you should check him out at HollywoodandToto.com. I can't let you go. i got about a minute and a half left. I can't let you go without talking about the tremendous failure of Cleopatra on Netflix. It might be the worst, worst. Uh, it was like the, one of the worst movies ever made and just got killed. Nobody watched it. Yeah, you know, the the the, the casting is what got a lot of people's attention, uh, casting a, a black actress in, in the critical role. I just think that part of it is that when creators make these stories and, and have this aggressive diversity measure, sometimes they leave the creativity behind. They want to send the message. They want to be progressive. And I have no problem with that on paper, but sometimes the creativity kind of falls behind and becomes less of a focus. And then I think the people are just, just uh, exhausted by this, oh, by this constant absolutely. bringing up the issue. And, and I, and I think that, I think there's a cumulative effect I, you know, I think the little mermaids uh, film, which comes out next week, you know, the lead actress is black. The character yep. was originally white. Yep. But the lead actress is very talented. She's got a great voice. So it's not a big deal. But people are just exhausted by this whole this whole atmosphere, I think. And I think that's why you get the feedback. Yeah, and there was a Peter Pan movie that uh, I think is still out or didn't miss about to come out. At, um, the, the Lost Boys in Never Never Land. <laughs> Some of them are girls, I understand. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's just it's one after the other after the other. I'm, you know, we're all for diversity. You know, the Fast and Furious movies are as diverse as any film series on the planet, and we love them. If they never lecture us, they just entertain us. I think that's what we want the most. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming on uh, the show today, Christian. Everybody should check you out at uh, HollywoodInToto.com. Thanks. Thanks so much. Okay, we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Right now, it's really anybody's guess, but it appears some progress is being made in talks concerning the debt ceiling limit. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says President Biden and the Democrats may be coming around and finally seeing what is sensible and what's not. Now, the president and Leader Schumer have finally backed off their idea that they won't negotiate. They finally backed off the insane, unrational, unsensible idea that you just raise the debt ceiling. The president says he's confident Congress can reach a deal. He's on his way now to Japan for a G7 summit. Legislation banning most abortions after 12 weeks, now the law in North Carolina. That after the state's Republican-controlled General Assembly overrode the Democratic governor's veto. This is SRN News. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. AM 1250, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Senator Josh Hawley has a new book out on masculinity. He is talking about the need to put men with chess, as C.S. Lewis would put it, back into the arena and to raise young men to become men with chess, to raise boys to become young men who aspire to be men with chess. We talk with Josh Hawley, the senator from Missouri, on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, on AM 1250, The Answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency on earth. And if you owe back taxes, the news isn't good. The IRS is raising the interest rate it charges on unpaid taxes, and further rate hikes are expected. Most people don't know it, but the IRS adds interest charges to your tax debts daily. So if you owe the IRS today, you'll owe even more tomorrow. And it doesn't stop until you get right with the IRS. The good news is getting right can start with one phone call to Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm. Optima's tax professionals specialize in the Fresh Start Initiative, a powerful IRS program that can save you thousands if you qualify. In fact, the experts at Optima have resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. Call now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Clear and chilly tonight. There can be frost in the normally colder spots. Consider protecting tender vegetation ahead of time. We'll reach a low of 39. Mostly sunny and beautiful tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 73. 
Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 53. Friday, we'll see periods of clouds and sunshine with a passing afternoon shower. Expect a high Friday of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Democrats and their friends in the media have uh, started cranking up their Pack the Court campaign. Uh, Adam Schiff came out with a statement about it yesterday. Uh, For the past few weeks, the same people have been out there attacking Clarence Thomas and demanding that he resign. Robert Bork Jr. is the son of a man whose name became a verb because of the way he was attacked when he was nominated for the court. It's now called being Borked. He was also a law clerk for uh, Clarence Thomas, and he joins us now. Robert, thanks for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I was not a law clerk for Clarence Thomas, but he is a friend of mine. Oh, I thought you were. Okay, I'm sorry. My mistake. That's okay. I wish I, I, wish I had been. But. <laughs> okay, that's all right. My mistake. Uh, but uh, So what is Clarence Thomas accused of doing or not doing? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, you know, he's accused of having friends. Yeah. Uh, he's accused of having generous friends. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing he's not accused of. He's not accused by the his critics by the left with uh, breaking any laws uh, or violating any ethical uh, standards. No, that's not what this is about at all. This is not about ethics. This is about intimidation. It's about the left's attempts to delegitimize the court because they're really, really ticked off that they don't have control of this branch of government right now. Yeah, and so it it involves a a billionaire named Harlan Crow, you mentioned, who... uh, happens to be a pretty good friend of Clarence Thomas's. What are, what are they saying that Clarence Thomas took from Harlan Crow, and why does it, do they say it matters? Or have they been able to come up with a reason why it well, matters? I mean, over, over the years, his friend Harlan Crow, who is a, a very, very wealthy man, uh, has uh, given Clarence uh, you know, trips on his private jet, uh, has, uh, you know, uh, shared vacations with him, uh, bought his, uh, I guess, great, uh, his grandmother's house, uh, you know, and, and uh, but did Clarence benefit in any way that created uh, an ethical problem? Uh, no. Uh, did he uh, take these gifts from his rich, rich friend and then rule differently than he would have on any particular case? Did, the, did Harlan Crow have any cases before the Supreme Court? The answer is no to all those things. Now, the funny thing, of course, is that liberal justices like Justice Sotomayor and Justice Kagan actually took uh, payments from uh, companies. Uh, and uh, well, she, Sotomayor took uh, about three and a half million dollars from Penguin Random House uh, and then ruled uh, then heard the Penguin Random House's case before the Supreme Court without recusing herself. Uh, You know, and she uh, she participated in other cases involving the company. Justice Kagan, Elena Kagan, uh, you know, came out of Harvard Law School and she still teaches there uh, and she draws a salary. Uh, And uh, did she recuse herself this term in the Harvard case before the court? No, she didn't. So there's a certain amount of hypocrisy in all of this. Uh, Clarence didn't do anything wrong. And uh, and these other justices have uh, perhaps worse ethical violations, uh, but no one complains about them. Well, let's let's look at the the uh, possible ethical violations you just mentioned, uh, Kagan and, and Sotomayor. Do you think they are actually ethical violations um, that, uh, in other words, I guess this this isn't a two wrongs don't make a right or two rights don't make a wrong. Well, I think part of the problem is, uh, or part part of the issue is, is the Supreme Court doesn't have a well-defined ethics uh, policy. Uh, You know, it follows the code of conduct for United States judges, which itself says only that it is, quote, designed to provide guidance to judges. Uh, and all of the Supreme Court justices have said that they they affirm that they draw guidance from the code of conduct. So it, you know, I guess the issue is, uh, or one possible issue is, should they should they have a more stringent code of conduct? And you know, I I, I would be loath certainly to have Congress assert uh, its uh, you know 
its authority to pass legislation about the Supreme Court about this, uh, because I think that would raise a separation of powers issue. I suppose that if the court wants to, uh, you know, further uh, write uh, further uh, rules for itself, it should do that. But it's really up to them to do it. And again, as I said, uh, Clarence has done nothing uh, to uh, break any laws or to violate the code of conduct. Uh, you know, I, I leave it to others to judge whether Sotomayor and Elena Kagan uh, actually uh, did something that deserves uh, further scrutiny. But uh, I, I just find the hypocrisy of the whole situation, uh, you know, just uh, amusing is a good place to start, but mostly it's just it's just tiresome. You would only just say, go I'm ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go no, ahead. you go ahead. Go. No, I was just going to say, that, you know, this this effort now is because, as I said earlier, the left is pretty much ticked off that it's lost control of the Supreme Court, which it had for decades. You know, and and then uh, you know, an FDR tried to pack the court uh, when it wouldn't pass his new, wouldn't wouldn't approve his New Deal. Uh, plans. And just that threat of packing the court, which failed, uh, caused them to lighten up, loosen up and pass his, his uh, you know, rule favorably on the constitutionality of his, uh, his plans. But then, of course, came Ronald Reagan. And, you know, and that this is when this is when, as far as the left is concerned, everything went off the rails. Uh, you know, setting aside Justice O'Connor, uh, you know, he put Scalia on the court. He elevated Rehnquist. He tried to uh, he did nominate my father, tried to get him on the court, and that just triggered a left-wing panic attack. Uh, and it's been all out war ever since. And this latest thing with uh, attacking Clarence is because the conservatives now have a good, strong majority, and, they're, and they are rolling back uh, some really horrible, unconstitutional, uh, poorly written uh, decisions by the more liberal court from, you know, decades ago, like Roe v. Wade and other things. We're talking to Robert Bork Jr., a good friend of uh, Clarence Thomas. He also uh, is the um, the president of the Antitrust Education Project, and he heads the Bork Group, which is a public uh, affairs agency. Um, so you are a, f- a good friend of Clarence Thomas. I'm just wondering, what's his reaction to this on a personal level, uh, aside from just you know, judging it as a judge? You know, let me. Clarence is a very, very strong uh, man. Very, very strong uh, Christian. I, I he's he has learned. I think <laughs> in all the years since he was confirmed and went through that nastiness uh, with Joe Biden at his confirmation, uh, he's learned. I think to turn the other cheek. I, I, I'm sure uh, in his private moments. He gets a little bit uh, hot under the collar, but uh, no, he he's used to this game by now. This has been going on for a long time. They just can't stand the left can't stand uh, that you know for one thing that a you know a, a, a black an African American man would have ideas that are conservative and, and views that are conservative and and basically uh, go off you know the uh, the liberal plantation. And you see that all the time with uh, African-American conservatives, uh, black conservatives. So I I don't think Clarence is happy about it. I think it's probably uh, frustrating and angering, but he he doesn't uh, he doesn't show that he's uh, he's a very strong human being. Well, the fact that he's black and doesn't uh, follow the liberal uh, uh, orthodoxy. Yeah, Yeah. orthodoxy has the wrong opinions about too many things. Um, one of the things I haven't noticed, Robert, is that nobody has accused his critics of being racist, which is pretty interesting to me because <laughs> that's usually the first thing that, that, that you hear. But not with him. I wonder why that is. Uh, probably because most conservatives don't play that game. Yeah. You well, know? yeah but... uh, that's probably why I won't and they mm-hmm. won't mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go there. It's, just, it's, it's probably... Uh, it's just not. It's just not what we, how we roll. You know? and, and I guess your your father. Uh, and we're talking to Robert Bork Jr. Your father, as you mentioned, he had a tough uh, fight and it was uh, ended up not being um, uh, selected confirmed, for the court. Yeah, yeah confirmed. Yeah. Um, 
it's one thing to be going through the fight that your your dad did and, and that Clarence went through, and that was very public, the hearings and all that stuff. But something like this, once you're a justice, it's much different from being a politician because you 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 don't have a platform to defend yourself. Clarence Thomas isn't going to call a press conference and then answer answer questions from the media about this stuff because it would it would just become insane. So how how does he defend himself? Well, we have a lot of friends out there, and uh, you know people who are former clerks and supporters and friends like me and others uh, who are stepping up and 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 just trying to set the record straight and trying to offer him offer up a, a defense for him uh, that he can't do himself. You know that might when my father was nominated, one of the things he was very uncomfortable with was uh, engaging in the political fight that it became. He felt he needed to be open and honest and and discuss his record and his writings and his ideas, but he refused to engage in the politics. In fact, I, you know, as a younger man, about 32 at the time, tried to go on, actually went on Good Morning America and other things, tried to, to defend him. And he called me up and said, it's undignified. I don't want you to do that. Uh, you know, and that's that's the way these judges... Are they take very seriously the role of being uh, out of politics? And but again, the, the whole the whole system has become politicized now. So you have to rely on others to defend you. Well, the critics know that most good judges are going to take that approach, don't they? And that's why they're an easy target because they're, they're yeah, not going to get a response. That's one of the reasons why they're yeah they're they're, much, they're an easy target and. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they, they just won't and they can't. And it's, it's, you know, and here's what if he did it, they would do what they said about uh, Kavanaugh. When Kavanaugh got angry at his confirmation hearings about all the things they were saying, and he, you know, that morning he, he made a statement and he, he, he bristled at what they had said about him. Uh, then the, the, the counter came from the, from the Democrats. Oh, you don't have judicial temperament. You, you're not fit yep. to be a judge. Yep. So you yep. can't do it. Yeah. Are, are, are judges allowed? Well, here's the thing. There are millions of cases involving people in every walk of life and in every business um, that could end up in front of a Supreme Court justice. It would seem uh, to make it would seem that they could make accusations against any justice at any time for anything. You could find something. All the cases that come before them. And if it was somebody that they had a friend in that business or how do you avoid it? Uh you don't. And, and part of the problem with the, with the Supreme Court is a problem for the Supreme Court, not with the Supreme Court, is, you know, if you're a lower court judge, you have many, many more colleagues, lower court colleagues, you know, district judges, mm-hmm. court of, courts of appeal. The Supreme Court, the Supreme Court only has nine. So if one of them recuses him or herself or two, Suddenly you have, a, you know, a very small group of ju- uh, a much smaller group of judges, the justices that have to decide a case, and, and, and they don't want to recuse themselves if they absolutely do not have to. Uh, and, of course, that's one of the reasons why they get attacked, and they get, you know, they, people calling them to recuse themselves because they're trying to shift the balance in the court uh, in their favor. So that's why a lot of times, you know, there'll, there'll be these challenges and, and, and accusations will fly, but the court has to resist that unless it's just something so completely over the top. Uh, some, that they have to actually one, one of them perhaps has to recuse himself, um, but there are only nine of them, so they can't do it every day. Clarence Thomas isn't going anywhere, is he? I don't think so. I think he's <laughs> going to stick it out and, and 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 stick it to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, his so success is, is 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 our victory. I don't know him. You do, but he strikes me as the type of guy who would um, the, the fact that people are hitting on him and and trying to get him to resign would just make him stay a little bit longer. <laughs> he just not he's not going to cave in. He's not he's not he's not going to shy away from this kind of thing. And uh I I can I can hear him in my mind right now with his huge laugh just laughing at all of this, you know. I'm sure he's it's I know it's ang- it's angering and frustrating, but I'm sure he's laughing at them too. Uh you know, there they go again. Yep. Well, uh, I hope I, I think every conservative uh, is hoping that he goes nowhere for a long, long time. And uh, I appreciate you sticking up for him. And thanks for coming on the show to talk about him. 
I, I'm so happy to have done so and, 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 and say hi to Pittsburgh for me. It's my dad's hometown, as you may, may know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you, did you ever spend any time here? <laughs> Just a little bit with my grandparents when I was very young. But yeah. uh, anyway, I love Pittsburgh. Well, good. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Robert. Really appreciate it. Sure. Okay, Thank that, you. That's Robert Bork, Jr. We'll be right back. considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year then sign up today for the all-inclusive eagle financial publications cruise along with our trusted partner the money show we're setting sail this december to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the caribbean but this is no ordinary vacation it's a chance to learn from top eagle financial experts like best-selling authors george gilder mark skousen and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, Salem Surround has an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. <clears throat> well, how about a little sports to finish off here? Um, kind of sports. The uh, Arizona Coyotes of the NHL were hoping to get a new arena so that they could prolong the stupidity of having hockey being played in the desert, which was a bad idea from the beginning. But uh, the voters were given the choice of... Um, well, using taxpayer dollars to pay for this uh, building that they wanted. And they not only said no, they said in some pretty pretty big numbers. It wasn't close, so they got voted down. Now, the reason this is important stuff is because, uh, for a couple things. First of all, it, it's been proven pretty well. Uh, it's, a pretty, it's pretty obvious to everybody that the NHL moving or putting a team in Arizona was a bad idea. And there's, they've been moving in and out of uh, arenas out there, and they're, they're going. They played last year in a college arena that only seats like five thousand. They're probably going to have to do it again this year, uh, while they're waiting for, uh, you know, they would be for a few more years if they if, we were, if they were going to get an arena, they would have to play in this little college arena for a long time till the new one was built. Now they can't, they're going to have to move probably, and they can't move for next season. It's too late. But the point is, the voters were given a choice. 
And I don't have the numbers in front of me here, but I have a pretty good feeling that when taxpayers are asked their opinion on this stuff, they almost always say no. And you know what usually happens? It doesn't matter. The government uses their money to build a stadium for a team owner that doesn't need the money anyway. And that's exactly what happened here in Pittsburgh. I like to point this out, make sure everybody's uh, aware of this. If you weren't around or not old enough to remember uh, what was going on back in about 1997, the uh, Steelers and Pirates were hoping to get stadiums, a ballpark for the Pirates, stadium for the Steelers. The voters said no in the referendum. They said no at about the same rate that Reagan, uh, that voters said no to Walter Mondale in 1984. That was the that was the difference in the uh, in the popular vote. Uh, yes, lost big. And so what happened? Well, the Allegheny County commissioners, there were three of them at the time. They ended up getting the money. They ended up doing it anyway. They uh, there was a the uh, rad board that, that was involved in and fi- and financing these kind of projects like the convention center. They were made up. I forget what the number is. It was made up of six people and they had to get at least uh, I think it was seven. They had to get at least five votes and there were only four. So they fired. They just got rid of one of the no voters. And then that decision overrode the opinion of the voters to uh, not spend tax money on the two nice stadiums you see down there on the river it wasn't supposed to be the, the uh, if it was up to the if it had been up to the citizens not one nickel of tax money would have gone to the Rooney family or the uh, or the pirates ownership at that time but so it's good to see the voters say no in Phoenix it'll be interesting to watch to see if the government people out there say thanks for your vote and then go give the money to the owners of the team anyway and do the stupid thing of playing hockey in the desert. Keep your eye on that story. I'll talk Stackerman to you tomorrow. Show this production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.